Welcome to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. What's up? I'm so excited you're here for today's episode because today you are listening in on a conversation I had with Samantha Gladish, who if you are not familiar with who she is, first of all, we talk all about thyroid health today and her journey with it, and I'll get into all of what we talk about in a second, but in case you're unfamiliar with who she is, she's a registered holistic nutritionist, she's a weight loss coach, she's a hormone fixer-upper, she's amazing, she's a metabolic balance coach, she has a podcast called um, Happy Hormones for Women, she's She's also an author of a book called The 30-Day Hormone Solution, and it's an Amazon bestseller, so she's amazing. Um, she's the founder of Holistic Wellness, which is a website that's like really dedicated to helping women lose weight and balance their hormones through delicious food. Um, so her philosophy is very similar to mine. It's all about that changing the way we eat, we think, we move, we care for our bodies, then we can actually heal ourselves and live a life of more power and possibility. That's her whole philosophy. So I'm so excited for you to hear our conversation where, like I said, we talk all about thyroid health and her specific journey with Hashimoto's, which is a thyroid condition in case you're unsure of what that is. We talk all about what it is, all about the symptoms that she experienced before getting diagnosed because there's so many um, people that are not getting diagnosed with thyroid conditions um, because of blood work that's coming back that's quote unquote normal. And we talk all about that too. Um, We talk about the warning signs to look out for if you do have some thyroid issues going on, whether it's Hashimoto's or just low thyroid, hypothyroidism, whatever it actually is. We talk about blood work to recommend. She tells us how to keep your thyroid healthy in general because it's such an integral part of our overall health and hormonal system, of course, because everything is all connected. And we talk about how you can naturally manage hypothyroidism. It's an amazing conversation. I'm really excited for you to listen to it. We're just going to head right in because it's a longer episode than usual. So as always, thank you for being here. And let's dive right in. Sam, welcome to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Um, As everyone just heard, this is Samantha Gladish. Um, She is an amazing holistic nutritionist who she was actually my business coach. That's how we got connected. But she is super, a, a huge wealth of knowledge in the hormone health space, especially with thyroid health, which is what we're going to be getting into today because of her personal experience. So Sam, um, please just let everyone know what you do and why you got into the hormone health space. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to connect with you. I feel like I feel like the big mama over here. <laughs> and like, you know, I took you under my wings and you yes. were one of my students. And then like, now you have this awesome podcast. It's just so exciting. So I'm so it. proud of you. And it's it's just amazing to see all that you're doing. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. So yeah, I am Samantha Gladish. I'm an online nutritionist and also a business coach. And I uh, my website is holisticwellness.ca. I've been running that site for, oh God, I don't know how many years now. I've been in the coaching space for 
15 years. Um, and I, I coach women with weight loss and hormonal, hormonal health issues. And so of course, many of us get into this space because of our own health issues, right? (laughs) Um, That's often how it starts. We, we, you know, we have our own issues and symptoms that are showing up and we're trying to heal and they're not getting healed. And for me, it started with P uh, with PMS specifically. And I had just like a lot of PMS issues. I also had a lot of digestive issues and this is going Mm. back to, you know, in my, in my teens. Um, and just, yeah, just like a lot of discomfort. And I have a very similar story that I feel like a lot of women have where you go to the doctor, you explain these symptoms that are showing up issues with your cycle, pain, cramps, migraines, headaches, bloating, and then you're handed a pack of birth control pills and then sent on your way. And, and, you know, especially at 16 years old, you're like, wow, this is, this is great. I can take this pill every day and it's going to, you know, help, quote unquote, regulate my cycle. And unfortunately, you know, that's, that's not, that's not the case. And so I, it wasn't until my twenties where I, well, I guess late teens, early twenties, where I dove into more the holistic realm. And I uh, went to, to study nutrition because I was just so passionate about nutrition and wellness in general. And uh, then I started to learn so much more about hormones and the birth control pill and, you know, just the physiology of my body. And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it started uh, again, like with really my own issues and just decided to dive in a lot deeper. Yeah, that's awesome. I, of course, that's how I got started too. And like you said, I feel like everybody in this space kind of gets started mm-hmm. that way, just because there's a need to find a solution other than medication and no one else is giving that to you. Absolutely. So you kind of have to figure it out on your own. Yep. Um, so I know you are, um, you're super open about how you have Hashimoto's, which can you just first tell the audience what Hashimoto's is in case they don't know? And sure. then a little bit of how that came about for you. Yeah, absolutely. So Hashimoto's is an autoimmune condition. There are numerous autoimmune conditions and they're definitely on the rise. And so basically with autoimmune Hashimoto's specifically, it means that your immune system is essentially attacking your thyroid. And so there's, like I said, numerous autoimmune conditions. For example, rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune condition where your immune system is essentially attacking your joints. Um, You know, so their psoriasis is known as as an autoimmune condition where your immune system is is more or less attacking like the skin and skin cells and whatnot. So um, it's, you know, pretty common autoimmune nowadays, uh, but specifically with Hashimoto's, it means the immune system is, is attacking the thyroid gland. And it sounds kind of, you know, crazy, like, oh my God, your immune system is attacking your body. And, and yeah, I mean, that is essentially what's happening. You know, your immune system basically gets to this point where it is kind of overworked. Um, it's kind of going on this hyper alert mode and it's, it's really doing the thing that it's supposed to be doing, protecting you, but it's going to, it's kind of firing off these antibodies to go kill things in in your system. And it starts to end up like killing, not not necessarily killing, but attacking other things in your body because it doesn't, the organs and glands end up all looking the same or gluten actually has a very similar uh, composition as the thyroid gland. So mm. your immune system is like, oh, well, we're going to go sort of attack this gluten and we're going to attack the thyroid because we can't tell them apart. So we'll just attack both. Ooh, I didn't and know that. so, 
Yeah. So it's really, it's really fascinating. Um, and it definitely is, is something that women, you know, if, for, if anybody is listening today that has an autoimmune condition, has autoimmune Hashimoto specifically, you know, you can get your autoimmune into remission. Um, it, it depends how far along it, you are in, in sort of in your disease. But, um, for me, you know, it started back in 2017 and I was, I was at this point just in my life and business where lots of stress going on, as I'm sure you're experiencing as, you know, being an entrepreneur. Um, And of course I wouldn't trade it for a thing. I I love what I do and, um, you know, just, just busy and just a lot of stress. And I got to this point where I was starting to feel really, really tired and my, my sleep was starting to get impacted. I was waking up like every hour on the hour. And so of course that's going to lead to, to fatigue. I was getting a lot of headaches, um, migraines. I started to feel really puffy in my body. It's, it's really different. It's like I gained a little bit of weight, but it wasn't even like, it it just felt so different. I felt like I was inflamed. Like I felt this puffiness, like just carrying this excess weight that was just dragging me down. And, um, and then I started to experience this, these really weird symptoms in my hands. Like I would go to the gym and, and I love lifting weights and I would go to the gym to lift weights and, and I would grip the dumbbells and my hands were like killing me. Like I physically wow. couldn't grip the weights. And I had this like, just this, these weird, this weird pain and tingling sensation that was showing up in like my hands and my wrists. And it was actually in that exact moment that I was like, oh, I know what this is. Like I, this is, this is Hashimoto's. Like I just instinctively knew it. I, wow. I can't even explain it, but I just knew it after coaching women for you know, so many years, you, you come to work with so many different issues and conditions. And I just, I just kind of knew it. And so I sure enough went to the doctor and, um, I went to my naturopath actually, and I got a full thyroid panel and, um, my antibodies were quite high. They were typically on your antibody tests for Hashimoto's, you're, you want your antibodies to basically be below 50. Now, some of those ranges might vary based on like if you're in Canada or the US or Europe or whatnot, okay. but roughly you're looking at about under 50 and mine were like over 600. Wow. So yeah, they were really, really high. And like, trust me, I've worked with with clients where their antibodies were like in like 4,000s and that oh. that is scary. Yeah, that is yeah. really scary. That is just like going to take years and years to heal. And it really shows that there's like some underlying stealth infections that are going on that need to be addressed. And again, it can, it can be addressed. It just takes time really digging in and looking at those root causes. And so, sorry to keep babbling on about it, but yeah, I, um, (laughs) I got the, the testing done and my antibodies were in the, were in the 600. So they were pretty high. And, um, basically what that means is the higher the antibodies, the bigger the attack on your thyroid. And so, yeah, that, that kind of began my journey of just really diving in deeper. You know, I was already leading this really healthy lifestyle and gluten-free and dairy-free and sugar-free and working out and, you know, self-care and supplements. Like I was already doing what you would think of like all of the things, but it it was time to kind of take that up a a whole other level. Yeah. So when, 
Okay. When you were experiencing these symptoms or when you realized, you know, when you're at the gym with your hands hurting, how long do you think these symptoms were going on? And like, how long do you think it took you to really notice it? Cause a lot of times, which I'll find with clients or whoever, even myself in the past, like you kind of just think things are normal because they've been happening for so long, or right. it's just society makes it think that some things are normal when they're really not. So how long, if you could think back, do you think it was going on? I I'm so happy you asked this question because yeah, it's, it's something that I know a lot of people are confused by and I feel that like, okay, so you had those symptoms in 2017. So it started in 2017, but that's not necessarily the case. So it is hard to say exactly when this started, but I can bet that this was already something that was going on probably well, like into my early twenties. Um, so, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm 37 now, but yeah, this is this, it was probably going on for years and it can take 10 plus years for those symptoms to truly arise for you to start really paying attention. I mean, I was always very healthy and very fit and ate really well. So like, even if I did get a headache or migraine or I felt tired, like I, it didn't, it wasn't long enough. Those symptoms didn't carry on long enough for me to think like, whoa, something is seriously wrong here. Right. Um, But the other important thing to notice too, is that at least in my case, like there's, and with a lot of autoimmune conditions, like there is a genetic disposition to it as well. Mm. So in my family, my mother has autoimmune, my grandmother had autoimmune, all of my female cousins on my mother's side all have autoimmune. Wow. So there definitely is a genetic disposition there. Um, and then of course, environmental toxins and triggers can really set off autoimmune as well as any sort of gut dysbiosis or gut infection. So, you know, there's there's a lot of things that, that could have led to the development of my autoimmune. I definitely know that, you know, genetics were involved. When I think about environment, I think about just you know, everyday life, right? Yeah. We we were living in the city at the time, lots of toxicity. You know, I think about just like growing up and the skincare and the makeup oh, and the yeah. personal care products and all the toxins. And, you know, as of course too, like growing up, like, of course there wasn't this focus on like organic food per se. We right. ate really well, but but still there could have been something specifically in my environment that was like very reactive for me. And and yeah, and then you you just add stress on top of that and that can escalate things pretty quickly. And so, right. so yeah. And because you had the genetic disposition to it, it could have just been more easily fired off rather than if you didn't have that disposition. Correct. Right. So, um, okay. So what are some warning signs that you would think people could look out for? If I know you said some of your symptoms were headaches and um, fatigue and the pain and stuff, but what are like some more typical warning signs of people, you know, could kind of look out for? Yeah. So the thing is with Hashimoto specifically, typically most women get a hypothyroid diagnosis. So I want to, I want to just backtrack it for just one second and I'll, yeah. lead, I'll definitely lead, lead into your question. So most women have a hypothyroid, a low thyroid function diagnosis and 95% of women diagnosed with hypothyroid. It's actually due to autoimmune Hashimoto's. Wow. But the testing 
isn't done appropriately, Mm. which is unfortunate. So it's often missed. So for example, with symptoms, most women are experiencing, you know, they go to their doctor with these low thyroid symptoms, Mm -hmm. such as weight gain, cold hands and cold feet, headaches, migraine, brain fog, you know, just like overall memory issues. Mm. Um, Fatigue is a huge one. Sleep disturbances, as well as uh, there can be a lot of cycle issues, some irregularity with your cycle, lighter, heavier, or longer or shorter. Um, The symptoms are just, they're kind of all over the place, to be quite honest, you know, like they are just, there's so many of them and and so many women will experience them very differently as well. Mm. Um, sometimes there's like swelling, achy joints, you know, like swelling in like ankles or hands or things like that. Um, just inflammation, puffiness. You might notice different issues with like your skin, like skin changes and more dryness. And I feel like women that are listening right now are like, I have all of those have, things. As yeah, you're right? saying it, I'm like, oh my God, I need to get my blood work done. Again. <laughs> so that's the thing, right? I know like it's definitely a lot of symptoms, but yeah. it's it's sort of that typical low thyroid picture. Right. Um, so again, most women will go to the doctor with these low thyroid symptoms of like, weight gain, that's a huge one. Mm. Also depression and like mood and anxiety. Uh, A lot of like mood issues can show up. And then, you know, the doctor hands you a pack of birth control pills, hands you an antidepressant and sends you on your way. And that doesn't do anything. And it just masks all of your symptoms. It doesn't get to the root of why exactly it does make it worse. Now you have all these side effects. Mm -hmm. Now here's more medication and nobody is really doing the proper testing or diving into the root cause and and really looking at your health history to kind of, you know, put all the pieces together. Yeah. And it could be causing more dysbiosis in your gut by doing that, which could have been another trigger. So, um, okay. So what are, I know a lot of people will be like, oh, I got my thyroid tested. But when I'll look, I'll say like this, you know, they don't test for everything. So if someone right. wants to get, if they're having some of these symptoms or they just want to get their thyroid checked, what should they ask to be tested for? Great question. So your TSH is typically the test that your doctor will run. This is a standard thyroid test. It tests for your thyroid your thyroid stimulating hormone. So yes, you want to get this, but it's not showing you the clear picture. Your thyroid, your TSH is kind of a sw- on like the swinging pendulum. So you could literally test your TSH in the morning and you can test it again at night and you can probably get different numbers. So this is why it's really important to not just rely on your TSH. You want to ask for a full thyroid panel. And most likely you want to see your naturopathic or functional medical doctor or, or another practitioner who can run this for you because for the most part, unfortunately, we have to pay out of pocket mm-hmm. um, unless you have a really great medical doctor that is open and just doesn't question. But I mean, I'd say 95% of the women that I work with, they go and they ask their doctor and their doctor's like, no, you don't, you don't need all of this. And it's, it's just such a nightmare. So frustrating. It is so frustrating. And so you want to ask for a full thyroid panel. So that includes your TSH, your free T4, your free T3, your reverse T3. And then you also want to look at the antibodies, which is your anti-TPO, your thyroid peroxidase, um, and then your thyroglobulin, which is your anti-TG. So in total, there's six tests. What 
where I would take it maybe a step further is also looking at your vitamin D status, your ferritin levels, maybe even looking at like high sensitivity CRP to check for inflammation. Um, that that could definitely take it a step further. Maybe even magnesium uh, reserves that that could be important too. But you know, definitely the ferritin and the vitamin D, those are really important because your vitamin D plays such a huge role with your immune system. Mm. And this is this is not just a thyroid issue, it's an immune issue. Right. So we want to make sure we've got our vitamin D status up to par. And then our ferritin really does help with supporting the thyroid and co- converting that T4 into your active form of, of T3. So that's what's key. And, and then the other part to that is that you want to make sure you have somebody who can interpret it appropriately. I was just going to ask that uh, question <laughs> of like, because sometimes it'll say in range, but it'll be super low and the in range probably is different from different labs, different States or, you know, wherever you're Absolutely. at. So my I kind of two-part question with this. Sure. Is there a um, specific time of the month or a time of day that's best to test these, to do a thyroid panel? Because I know you said your TSH is swinging. Mm-hmm. Um, and what um, about the ranges on there? Like, how do you know? I mean, obviously, of course, work with someone to help read it for you, but just... Right. Yeah. So basically with your thyroid... To be quite honest, you can actually do it at any time. Okay. Um, and it's also a testing that you don't need to be fasted for. Oh, and it's blood work. So it's the only test because we do like a lot of Dutch hormone testing in our practice, which is urine, or we have a lot of women ask about saliva testing. And specifically with thyroid, you have to test via blood. But with sex hormones, you can actually test like saliva or urine. Um, so yes, so it is only uh, through blood work. And then Anytime really in your cycle. I mean, I always think that, especially if you're doing something with blood work specifically, like do it outside of your period. Okay. Yeah. But um, otherwise, I mean, pretty much anytime. And then in terms of ranges, like, like you mentioned, yes, it can definitely range uh, based on where you're located, right? US Mm -hmm. or Canada or Europe, it might look very different, but typically what you're looking for is, and I actually list this all out in my book, which is really great too, for anybody that wants like Oh yes, we're definitely going to talk about it. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So um, with your thyroid, so specifically with TSH, I what I like to look for is a TSH that's under two. Um, Anything above two is is typically, I would start to, not necessarily start treating, but just start to be a little bit more cautious of what's going on with a thyroid. You know, if it's something like 2.3 or 2.5, like I'm, I'm not super concerned, okay. but if it starts to get in more into like four or five, six, that's, that's where I would start to treat for low thyroid function. And then with your T4, you want it on the upper one third of the range and with your T3, you want it in the upper one quarter of the range. And then your reverse T3, you basically, um, again, that one's going to range, but you're kind of looking for a middle ground on that one. So the range could be from like three to 30. And you're kind of looking for somewhere in the middle, like the, the okay. mid-teens sort of somewhere around there. You really don't want your reverse T3 too high. The higher it is, it actually starts to show me that there's a lot of adrenal issues going on as well. Mm. And then with your antibodies, like I mentioned earlier, 
again, those ranges will could differ based on the different labs that you use, right. but you want them as low as possible and ideally uh, under 50. So I will mention like I, I have, I'll have some clients that come to me with their antibodies and they're like, Oh my God, my antibodies are at like 70. And I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> like right. that that's real. It's yes, it's above the range, but it's, it's not a significant, it's not significantly high where I'm, I'm super concerned. Right. It's, it's when you start to get into those like hundreds or even thousands is where I would start to be more concerned. And I've also learned over the years too, that, I mean, there's so many different things that impact it. So many different things, you know, like stress might cause your antibodies to go high. Your, you know, pregnancy might cause antibodies to go high. Mm. So there's so many things. And I think we just, we kind of have to chill out a a little bit. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. Awesome. So how, okay. How would you say that we keep our thyroid healthy? I mean, I know there are probably a million things you could say right now, um, Mm -hmm. but just in general, um, how can we keep it healthy? Or if we are in this situation, what would be some first steps that we could take if we find that things are out of balance, um, wherever you want to take this? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So really good question. Basically, if, okay, if you've just been diagnosed, so number one, making sure you're getting the appropriate interpretation, that's going to be really key. And then for me, like I might dive in a little bit deeper, like I mentioned earlier with like ferritin and vitamin D and CRP, like I might really want to look at some more labs, like metabolic sort of panel and look a little bit deeper into that. Right. So I can just assess for some other nutrient deficiencies because nutrient deficiencies play a really big role here. Mm. Your T4 is your inactive thyroid and your T3 is your active thyroid. And what ends up happening is that T4 converts into T3, which is what you want. But during that conversion process, we need things like vitamin D, iron, magnesium, zinc. So we really, I just want to get an idea of like where somebody might be with these nutrient deficiencies. So that could be a really good place to start in terms of supplementation. Um, And that doesn't mean everybody listening needs to go run out and buy all of those, right? Because that's often what happens. Yeah. and then from there, uh, definitely nutrition. I would I would look into right. Diet is going to play a really big role here. We want to be on an anti-inflammatory diet, a whole foods diet, and just eliminating those big triggers, which I kind of mentioned earlier. Right, the gluten, dairy, sugar, mm-hmm. those just they can create a lot of havoc in the body and with gut dysbiosis. And so for anybody who's like, what is gut gut dysbiosis? Um, It just basically (laughs) means like an imbalance between your good and your bad bacteria. Um, So we really want to make sure we're supporting our our gut health um, because a lot also, a a lot of the conversions, a lot of those nutrients get absorbed through the gut. So we really want to make sure that we're optimizing the health of the gut. So that might mean not just an anti-inflammatory diet, but also introducing foods that will optimize the gut, fermented foods, um, kefir, kefir, I know everybody pronounces that differently. <laughs> um, maybe probiotics, like supplementation oh. could be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason we obviously take out sugar is because it's going to feed all that really 
bad bacteria and then it will kind of overpopulate in the gut and kind of take over and your immune system will go haywire because of that. So you right. know, we don't want that. Your immune system is in your gut. Yep. So eating an anti-inflammatory whole foods diet means we're optimizing the health of the gut and we're providing a variety of nutrients and proteins and fats and fiber that allow that good bacteria to feed off of. And that's going to optimize the health of the immune system. Um, so those would kind of be some important places. And then the adrenals are so key here. They are linked with the thyroid. They play such a huge role with the thyroid health. If you have low thyroid function, it means you have high functioning adrenals. So can you just explain if someone doesn't know when you say adrenals, what does that mean? Or what can it look like if you are um, like adrenally fatigued? I know a lot of people say adrenal fatigue, if they've heard that. Can you right. just talk on that for a second? Yeah, absolutely. So your adrenals are these tiny little glands that sit above your kidneys and they're they're tiny, but they're super mighty. <laughs> and basically your brain, your the, the glands in your brain, your hypothalamus and your pituitary speak to your adrenals. Mm -hmm. So for example, let's just say that you're driving in the car and it's a really nice sunny day and you're listening to your music and it's just great and you're cruising along. And then all of a sudden you see like this crazy person driving towards you. And now, you know, panic sets in, they're going to hit your car. You're going to get into this accident and you have to avoid this situation, potential tragedy, right? Mm. So your adrenal glands are basically going to go on alert. Your adrenals and your brain is going to go on alert. And your, your body, what your adrenals need at that time is cortisol and adrenaline because that cortisol and that adrenaline, it will save your life. It will actually get you thinking very critically. Mm. And so your glands in your brains will basically shoot out this cortisol and adrenaline, send it to the to your adrenals so that your adrenals have these hormones to go and function and basically avoid this car accident. Right. And so let's just say that, okay, you avoid the accident, you swerve out of the way, maybe a few cuss words come out or something, <laughs> right? And then you carry on your way what what do you feel in your body at that time, right? Like just the thought of it is like, my heart's racing. I'm starting to sweat. I have sweaty palms. Maybe you're shaking. Like that's, that's the crazy surge of cortisol and adrenaline going through your body. Right. And so that's what people are dealing with every day. Right, chronically. Because of, yeah, chronically, right? So that's an yep. acute situation. Right. And then what would happen is you drive on, you go on your day and like an hour later, you know, you're back to normal. You're, you know, you've taken some breaths, you've calmed down, you're, you know, you're, you're back to normal. It's all good. But in our everyday lives, we're dealing with kids and families and husbands and bosses and, yep. you know, bills and finances. Yes. Right. <laughs> and it's all of these things you're losing your job or yeah. losing a loved one. And like mm -hmm. so many things that just like pile up and pile up and pile up and pile up. And, a lot of us think like we're just indestructible. Yes. You know, and we or can that just it keep doesn't going. affect us. Right. Or or we think like, oh, that's that won't, you know, I won't get sick until I'm old. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's just this like type A go, go, go personality. And we just keep pushing and pushing and pushing until one day. Basically, what ends up happening is your brain. Your, your adrenals are asking your, your glands in your brain for hormones and your brain is like, no, like you, we like, any we're left. done. We're done <laughs> yeah. here. Like we're so overworked. And so 
the communication between these glands starts to break down. And then all these symptoms starts to arise, you know, the fatigue and the weakening and not being able to sleep and this irritability and the anxiety and the depression and Mm -hmm. yeah. And just like needing coffee to function and all these cravings for sugar and salt. And like, it's this ongoing cycle. And so that is really what, you know, the term sort of adrenal fatigue really means. And so your adrenals communicate with your thyroid. So if you think about like how everything is sort of situated in the body, you've got your, you know, your head at the top with your, your glands, right. In your brain. And then at the base of your neck, you have your thyroid and then, you know, go down a little bit further. You've got your kidneys and your, and your adrenals are there. So your brain is like communicating in this like system and sending out it's connect it's connecting to your thyroid and then your thyroid connects with your adrenals. And there's this huge communication that's going on behind the scenes that of course we would never, we would never know because our, our body's just so resilient and it just goes, goes, goes and goes for us. Right. But as your adrenals start to break down, your thyroid starts to break down as well. Mm, okay, that was such a good explanation. That was awesome. Go Thanks. Ahead. Hope everyone's like, oh my God. No, it was good. Everyone now understands what people mean when they say adrenal fatigue. So right. that was amazing. Awesome. Um, okay, awesome. And then can we just talk about the hormone connection with it? So is there, could there be an overlap or could the thyroid cause irregular periods or vice versa? I know you kind of touched on it before, but, and, and for you, um, like how did, did it affect your period? Did it not just kind of touch on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So I was pretty lucky in the sense that I didn't have it impact my period, although I will expand on that in just a second, but, um, yeah, for me it, it, it didn't, but, um, your thyroid, I mean, it's the thermostat of your body and it is, it governs the metabolism of your body. So when I say metabolism, a lot of us think of like weight gain, weight loss, mm-hmm. which yes, that that's part of that, but your ovaries have a metabolism to them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's like how things move, how things are functioning in the body. And so the thyroid doesn't just govern the overall metabolism of your body, but it's also governing the metabolism of your ovaries where you're producing your estrogen and your progesterone. And so as the thyroid function starts to slow down, it will start to impact your sex hormones, like your estrogen and your progesterone. And then from there, that's where you can start to have some issues with, with your period and your cycle. So I didn't have, I didn't have any issues with my cycle. It wasn't until I was taking desiccated thyroid. So basically just, just to backtrack a little bit, most women will be given Synthroid, which is you know a, a synthetic, it's a pharmaceutical to deal with your low thyroid function, to deal with your hypothyroid. And uh, Synthroid is only giving you T4, okay. but your active form of thyroid is T3. And so ideally going on desiccated thyroid, which is bioidentical hormone, that will give you both T4 and T3, which Mm -hmm. most women tend to feel way better on. And so desiccated thyroid will not only support those specific sort of hormones, but it will also help 
in some regard with your antibodies. And so when I initially was diagnosed, I was like, okay, I'm at this point where my, like my body needs this extra support. So I'm going to go and desiccate a thyroid. I didn't want to take anything, anything synthetic. I didn't want to go in synthroid or anything pharmaceutical. So I went on desiccated thyroid and this will vary again, based on where you're located, but there's desiccated thyroid, there's, um, armor, which is, uh, typically what's I think available in the U S um, there can be different names for it. And so basically I went on a very, very low dose and I went on it for about, I think almost two years. And at one point I just decided like I was feeling so much better. And, you know, there was just this stretch of time where I was like, I just don't think I really, I need this desiccated thyroid. And I don't just want to be using this ongoing forever and be reliant on this. And so I came off of it and it was when I came off that my cycle went really, really erratic on me for a good five, six months. Mm. And so instead of getting into this like panic mode of like, what's going on with my cycle, (laughs) I basically, you know, I just knew intuitively like my body is trying to recalibrate. Right. I've taken away this additional resource basically for my thyroid mm-hmm. and I'm doing it on my own. And I, my, my body's just trying to find its new normal again. Right. And so one month I would get a really short cycle and then the next month, a really long one and then short and long. And that continued for about five months. And then sure enough, it returned to 28 days and like just awesome. it's it's been the same ever since. So that was just over a year ago where I decided to stop the desiccated thyroid and and I've been fine. I've been fine off of it. So that's and awesome. I just want to be clear too, like that's just my personal experience. Some right. women may need to stay on it longer or maybe it doesn't work for them and they need to use synthroid and that's okay. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, I just think it's important that women know they have these resources available and to go try out whatever natural sources you possibly can before you make that decision to go on something like Synthroid. Right. Awesome. I love that. I know I always say like, how come, you know, doctors should be giving us some natural options before just putting us on the pill or putting us on Synthroid. Like let's try all these other options first. Absolutely. And then if it doesn't work, okay, then let's go to like as a last resort kind of situation. So, right. But that's amazing that you are now like you healed you like would you say you reversed it or it's in remission is this more of in remission kind of a situation yeah i mean i the thing is again your antibodies can kind of go up and down mm. and so over the years i have really just learned to be so much more like gentle on myself when i see those antibodies going high um and and this is also a message like for anyone that is listening and is dealing with Hashimoto's, you know, I do think we get so caught up in the numbers, but at the end of the day, like it really does come down to how are you feeling in your body? Mm -hmm. How are you sleeping? How are you managing your stress? Like, how do you actually feel? And that's always the question that I ask myself at the end of the day. Like I, I feel so good. I feel so, so good. And especially from where I was to where I am now, like it's been like a 360. And so, you know, I, I still test my antibodies and I'm on top of it, you know, anywhere from like every four to six months, just retesting. And, you know, sometimes it's just like the antibodies 
are like non-existent. And then other times they've gone up a little bit and you're just right. like, what, like, what did I even do? Right. I feel the same. I've been doing the same thing. Yeah. Like for this to even just go up. So mm-hmm. I've just learned to really recognize and kind of tune in more to how do I feel and, and just kind of go, go with that and, and just be conscious yeah. of, you know, following uh, a routine, a healthy routine and my supplements and my sleep and stress and nutrition. Yeah. And yeah. And I, and as long as I'm staying on top of that and I feel really good, then, then it's fine. Sometimes, sometimes it can be really objective with, with the labs and whatnot. So yeah. Even the other side of that, I will have a lot of clients, even myself, where I wasn't getting a period or they're feeling off, but their lab work is normal. Right. So it's also not yes. putting so much emphasis on numbers where if you know something's off, if you are not getting a cycle or if you feel all these symptoms, but your blood work is normal, also you know, trust yourself to dig yes. deeper in that or get a Absolutely. second opinion or test again because- yeah, so many women have come to me like, but my blood works normal, mm-hmm. but I having all these issues. So totally. Yes, it does go both ways. And especially with thyroid, so many women get their thyroid tested and they're only testing TSH and they're sent yeah. away like, oh, you're, you're fine. Your TSH is fine. These symptoms are all in your head Ugh. or it's just a part of aging is what you're told, you know? So and it's like, it is so ridiculous. And so, yes, the lab work is so important. And like you said, it, it definitely can go, go both ways. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, and this is proof that, so if you do have hypothyroid or Hashimoto's, like there is so many, there are so many resources for you that you don't have to be stuck in that place or feel like you'll never get better because Sam and many of her clients, I'm sure are proof that you can. So can you talk to us about your book? Because she wrote an amazing book that has all this information plus tons more that if you are dealing with Hashimoto's or any kind of issue like this, you should definitely run out and get. So can you talk to us about that for a second? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much um, for, yeah, for going there. My book has (laughs) definitely a labor of love. It's like birthing, (laughs) you know, birthing birthing your creation. (laughs) Yes, your child. And so it is called The 30-Day Hormone Solution. And it's funny because it was actually like the time of us recording, like this time last year was when I think I just received my very first copy in the mail and got to open it. It was really exciting. Oh, that's so Um, exciting. Yeah, it was so great. And so the 30-Day Hormone Solution is basically the first half of the book, I dive deep into the birth control pill and PMS and your cycle, thyroid health, adrenal health, gut health, detox, sleep, like all of the strategies are in there, tons of amazing protocols. Mm -hmm. And then the second half of the book is uh, basically 60 delicious gluten-free, grain-free recipes. And yeah, there's, there's all kinds of options in there. I mean, whether you're paleo or vegetarian or whatever that looks like, I definitely eat paleo, but there's a lot of great, amazing vegetarian options in there too. And you know, you can always swap things. And um, yeah, it's just, those recipes are just like my babies. I love them so much. (laughs) They're like, you know, it's such a creative process to do recipe development. And I love to do recipe development because I really just want women to know that they can eat delicious food and they don't have to feel restricted or deprived. And there's a really delicious way to go about healing your health and your hormones. And so there's a 30 day meal plan in there as well. And yeah, all that foundational stuff that you've ever wanted to learn about your body (laughs) and the intricacies and how it's all connected. It's all in there. 
Yes. If you really found this um, information valuable, which how could you not, you need to get this book, which of course I'll link it in the show links, um, in the show notes. I always say show links in the show notes. I'll put it there. Um, I'm assuming Amazon, just anywhere you can get books. Yeah, absolutely. Basically Amazon, if you're in Canada, Indigo, and you can also just head to the link hormonesolutionbook.com. And after you purchase the book, you can actually head to that link and then there are $350 worth of free, amazing online bonuses that you can get access to. So yeah. Oh, awesome. awesome. Okay. I'll put that in the show notes too, for sure. Um, Well, thank you so much for that. Before we go, I just want to ask you what you're excited about right now, what offerings you might have nutrition or business wise, whatever you want to leave us with or what's new and exciting in your realm. Oh, awesome. Well, uh, yeah, there's a few things. We actually just launched our Healthy Hormones Recipe Club. So it's really exciting. It's a monthly recipe club. So you get a meal plan each month, lots of delicious recipes, a grocery shopping list. It's only nine bucks to join. It's amazing. Yeah, cheap and cheerful. And (laughs) (laughs) and, um, we basically, we kind of do a different theme every month. So one month might be like stress and anxiety meal plan and then a PMS meal plan, a menopause meal plan, a thyroid plan. So there's um, always like tons of variety each month. So that's, it's only nine bucks. And I think the URL is holisticwellness.ca forward slash recipe club. Okay, whatever it is. That's it. Yeah, I'll be sure to send it to you. (laughs) And then for anybody that is maybe listening from, you know, like the perspective of wanting to grow their business. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we do have our eight month Align and Lead business mentorship program. And at the beginning of this interview, yes. You, you heard Corinne mention that she was yes. one of my students and it was amazing. And that's, that's a big part of, you know, what I offer as well. I've been coaching for 15 years and, you know, running an online business for just over six. And so it's just really exciting to be able to coach my colleagues and other practitioners and coaches and nutritionists through building the, f- the foundation of their business and, nice. and helping them sh- and helping to show them that they can really make this a career and, and they can go and, you know, make a huge impact and make great income while they do it. So yes. Oh my God. Amazing. Seriously. If you are someone who is a business owner and you need help, you need to check out Sam. She is amazing. Just she goes into mindset with it. And like, I was literally completely lost. I had no idea what I was doing before I started working (laughs) with you. I didn't know anything. And she, it's just unbelievable the work that she does. So with nutrition and with business, so whatever side you're on, get her book, do this hormone recipes. That's amazing. And definitely check out her business mentorship. It was life-changing and everybody, if you do have a business, you should always be looking for, you know, coaches or mentors and, you know, continuously growing it no matter what stage you're in. But really the getting the foundations down for your business is so important. And she is amazing. So Aww. highly recommend. Oh, that means a lot. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. I wouldn't even be on this podcast if it wasn't for you. So <laughs> Aww, that's so sweet. <laughs> so crazy to think about, but I really appreciate you being here. I'm so honored to have you on the show and be connected and be bringing this information to women because it's so common now with thyroid and Hashimoto's and all of these symptoms. And I feel like a lot of people feel lost or helpless or they have to be on medication for it. So I so appreciate you for this. Um, And is there anything else you need, you want to leave us with or we're good? (laughs) 
That's it. No, thank you. I really appreciate that. That was so great. Um, You can find me on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie. I'm always hanging out there. So anybody has questions, yeah, they can definitely connect with me there. And then also your business page is at... Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram for all things business. It's yes, at Samantha underscore Gladish. Okay. And all this will be in the show notes. So if you're driving or walking or whatever you're doing, I will put it all in the show notes for you. So thank you so much, Sam. I'm so happy to have you on and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.